As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jurassic World Ride opens at Universal Studios Hollywood. Bondo saw some Disney flicks, and we do some armchair imagineering with the Jungle Cruise. All that and more on today's episode of the We Like Theme Parks podcast. <laughs> Welcome, fellow theme parkers, to the We Like Theme Parks podcast, your go-to spot for news, opinions, and other nerdy fun happenings in and around the Disney and Universal theme parks. I'm Chris Bond, and I'm chilling, and I'm with my co-hosts, Dustin. What's up? Mark. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> I'm trying Welcome a new thing. Welcome to the jungle. That's my new thing. Is it? Do you like that new, like, that's what I say now? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome yeah. to the jungle. Just all the time. Can you yeah. say it like um, the Rockwood in the new, I it's can. confusing, Jumanji, Jungle Cruise, it's like I the can. same thing. I can say it, but it won't make a difference in my voice, so you'll have to see my face because it's just the eyebrow is, while I say it. Is the Rock only doing jungle movies now? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think that's in his contract. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's do hear your Rock. Go okay. Ahead. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Oh, so this makes for great radio. That bit makes for great. It was a great. great the, audio eye, the eyebrow was, was. That's why we laughed. It was yeah. pretty dope. It was a dope eyebrow. You're um, well, guys, it's uh, it's fantastic to be uh, chilling. It's nice to just have Dustin back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome oh, back. Nice back. Welcome back. Did you ever watch Welcome Back, Cotter? Of course. Yeah. See that you want to show our age. Yeah. Do you remember Welcome Back, Cotter? Uh, no. Whoa, Vinny Barbarino. All right. Hey, hey, Mr. Cotter. Right. Uh, you see, <laughs> you're gonna die, Mr. Cotter. <laughs> no. Dustin's looking at you like, don't know what the. That's heck the you're role. About. Okay, you know who John Travolta is. John, you're looking oh, yeah, it up. Yeah, you're yeah. looking it up. Yeah, right I'm looking. Now? So this is '75. Original release date was September 9th, 1975. Final episode was 1979. 
Yeah. Just yeah. saying. So, you know, but I, I watched reruns. the reruns. To be clear, we yeah. watched reruns, Dustin. You know, okay. we, weren't, we weren't like two years old watching Welcome Back, Cotter. No, but it would or, be on TV we, like when, or when we, you got have, home from school. It would yeah. be on like Welcome Back, Cotter would be on. Uh, I Dream of Genie would be on. Was this like Coach? Batman? 70s Batman would be. Yeah, Coach. Okay. Coach would be on. Coach was and way later. Was way later. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, that would also be on. I'm just going through all the things that were on TV when I got home from school. I was a Sesame Street kid. I was a like hardcore. See, we had this conversation before oh. about what family uh, brands we should you know have remakes of and I brought up the Magic School Bus yes there should because be because there are some of those things from our childhood that just need to come back and there are some that just shouldn't the like, Magic you, School Bus feels very 90s to me am I way off it's very dated uh, is it though like 90s is that dated is yeah that, is 90s dated yeah absolutely you ever, you ever go back and try to watch In Living Color or I'm, even Fresh Prince oh come on uh, Fire Marshal Bill Barely a sketch. Come on, it was great. <laughs> oh, it was very sketch, funny. But sketch like, lived forever. It's the same sketch over, over and, and over, over and over again. Repetition humor. People yeah. like reckon. Oh, I know that phrase. I'm gonna laugh too. Yeah. Come on, that's that's comedy 101, Mr. Comedian. Hey, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, we're excited to be here today. We're having fun. I brought pizza. Dustin didn't bring any food, so. Don't mind if I do. Dustin didn't oh. bring any food to his own house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't I? Did you? Of course. Oh my god! You I brought did. donuts. You said he was gonna get donuts. I brought. Pizza. Oh, you mean in the past? You're not talking about. What are you? What are you I, talking no, about? He brought, I literally brought donuts today. Yeah. Oh, I went out to the store. And then got and back here, being like, "I'm just gonna bring donuts over to our regular recording spot." Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in our satellite recording studio today because. I don't know, because my kid got sick. My kid's having an off day. Well, and it's funny, because when we were talking about... My wife doesn't want me in the house. What was it, last episode? <laughs> Get out. With D23 and a lot of the fan community recording in spots, especially when people are huge fans, we've got some weird stuff around. So right behind you, Mark, actually, is my uh, pop vinyl collection. That's which a cool pop vinyl collection. I just added Dennis Nedry. That's so the Jurassic we'll, uh, oh, Park 25th anniversary. We've got wow. the Figment Epcot 35, Darkwing uh, uh, Duck. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. There's a Dory and Olaf and Miko. Like, this is just part of the fun. So, welcome to the... I was going to say, welcome to the Zandazone. Welcome like, oh, to the Thunderdome. Can, couldn't do it. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, update on the D23. So, last time I said the D23 ticket on StubHub was selling for almost $15,000 US. How yeah. much? It's gone. Really? Somebody, somebody bought that? Either somebody bought it or they unlisted it. But yeah. Wow. So it's gone. Enjoy, enjoy your three-day pass. Yeah. Wow. That's um, that's a lot of quiche to go to D23. Which, at this point in time, there's so many people that are just going to be live streaming it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it would be fun to go and see up close and personal all the archives and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, Disney puts out the release the second that it's talked about on stage. Yep. Let's do some news. News with news. All right. So the big news uh, coming out of Universal Studios Hollywood. We've got Jurassic World The Ride. It is open. It's not grand open. They're... (laughs) All right. I'm going to try and get through this because it's great. (laughs) So distracting. No stop. So Jurassic World The Ride is open. It's in soft previews right now. It Woo. will be grand opening soon, my assumption. I don't know. Who do you guys think are going to be showing up at the grand opening? Oh, we can guess? Yeah. Who do you think? Laura Dern. Laura, yeah. I, you know what? Yeah, I was thinking I secondary characters. Laura Dern. Wait. Laura, no. Is that no. her name? 
But it's yeah, Jurassic from the first one. But it's yeah, Jurassic, yeah. But it's just Jurassic, it's Jurassic World. World. No, you're right. Yeah, but Jeff Goldblum's probably going to show up. Jeff Goldblum for sure is showing up because he's also Steven got Spielberg. that show um, right. on, the Di- on the Disney Plus that's coming out. Yeah, that's but right. this is Universal. <gasps> you're right. You're right. Ooh, I wasn't thinking. Call. You're right. So we'll Maybe see. he comes anyway to plug the Disney show. <laughs> he's like, yeah. what's up, Universal? Come see my Disney show. <laughs> Um, That's not. He can't say that. Around definitely sure. Chris Pratt. Definitely. Yes, Chris um, Pratt. Hopefully. Do they get the big shooters? Do they get Pratt? I wonder. Oh, because Pratt is in the yeah, because he's on the attraction. Yeah, yeah Chris Pratt, Gamora, Gamora. Oh, uh, yeah, um, I'm doing bits. Gamora. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my Stop god. Thinking Stop thinking about it. Too hard. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going like. It was meant Gamora, to. You meant she, to just kept. You're supposed to keep movie? talking. <laughs> I'm supposed to keep talking. You want to do it over again? No, that's uh, great. Gamora. No, yeah. please don't. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World to ride, 25 person boats. You guys have seen the the ride through. Yes. It looks great. It does. At the end of the day, it's going to be a people eater. Jurassic uh, World is a huge franchise. I'm worried that they're going to bring it to Orlando, and the worry is the amount of stuff that they took out. Okay. Um. Well, let's let's break down the ride a little bit. Okay. I mean, we can be spoilers, but uh, sure. It's so you really, start out. We've all watched the, the video. We've all watched the video. Yeah. And it's definitely there's parts of it that I really like, and there's parts of it that I'm a little bit like, oh, that's a weird show. Like sure. some things felt weird. Yeah. Um. I feel like at the end of the day, there's less dinosaurs. Yes. They definitely um, took out a lot of the elements, like the car mm-hmm. that goes down the side. Which hadn't been um, working for years. 100%. Anywhere. Or the box that would, you know, right. come down. Yeah. All those needed to go because yeah. they yeah, weren't but the, working. The box is still in Orlando, isn't it? Yes. Right. They got rid of that. But they also got rid of the opening gates. I felt like that was a huge miss for Jurassic World, the ride. When you originally went through Jurassic Park, the gates opened up and gates allowed are, you to go right through. The it's gates almost are pretty like you iconic. Were, yeah. yeah, but the they didn't do there's that. There's no gate in this? There is no but gate. hold on. Is there a gate in Jurassic World? Yes. That's the thing. Because that, that was a pretty... i got to be honest. Like, the beginning of the... How do I say this? It's like Star Wars. It's a whole new day. It's a whole new feeling. They're hitting the reset button. And there was something special about... You go up that little climb. Yeah. And then you cruise in. And I know that it was just kind of like a... It was like a passage. It was just a big left turn. Yeah. And it, I think it was covered with some foliage and things. Yeah. But you'd hear that, that score from John Williams... And it was like life, the whatever, yes. welcome to Jurassic. It was, and it was very beautiful. And you'd get to the doors, and the doors would come open. The flourish of the Jurassic theme park song would come on, and it was really special. And you would see this beautiful scape of all these dinosaurs. That's gone. Yeah, that's all gone because you're not there anymore. Was that Ilsa Sonar? And now we're in Ilsa Nublar. Yeah, I'm getting my blars right now it's you're at this new facility it's far more advanced it feels a lot more colder and a lot more a lot more metallic and i guess just more futuristic and they brought screens in they brought us another screen to a universal attraction shocking i liked it though i was worried about it right away yeah and then when i saw what it was i was like for as long as this doesn't keep going i'll be okay with it and it didn't. I thought it was great. That whole, I, and that was always, as a kid, that was always my favorite part of those, like, of the zoo or of the underwater, like, of the water-based theme parks. Mm-hmm. Going underground and seeing the underwater view of, For like, sure. the otters or the seals or the whale, whatever it was, you know? So having that moment right away in the, in the ride was great for but me. But didn't you question the, the kind of the geography, like, spatially? <laughs> like, you're at the beginning, and then you go up this hill, you go down the hill, you hang a left, and now you're underneath an aquarium? Like, where was that aquarium? 
They could have built it up and around. Yeah, but you don't see that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just they're trying to play tricks, and it's, yeah. and then you go. Sure. I might have noticed it more if I was actually on the ride. I think then because I, I didn't notice it in the video, but you make a good point. Yeah, I just I just feel like oh, you've built an aquarium above where this riverbed is. Yeah. Like it feels a little like you're trying too hard. Right. It would have been really cool if they had changed the ride a little bit. What if they dug down and you and you went down into a thing? Mm -hmm. Then you'd be like, okay. And it looks like if you're looking at the water tank, did we even explain it? I mean, obviously what happens, you've seen it. Everybody's if you're listening it, to this yeah. pod, you've watched it on YouTube. This, what's it called? The Monosaur? Montasaur? The Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus. He, Which actually, fun, fun fact, the Mosasaurus. Is that because he parts the seas? Is that what he does? Could be. Um, the Mosasaurus nice. uh, tank was actually designed uh, by ILM. So Industrial Light and Magic. Oh, yeah. cool. So they went in and created this entire world that connects with the outside world. So when you go through that area, the tank, if it's nighttime, it'll actually be dark. If it's raining, you'll actually see the raindrops That's on the side. Cool. So yeah. those facts are very cool when you're putting together a press release. But will that actually like end up being something that's very day in and day out? Because they have to pay someone to make sure that the weather forecast is working on the ride right and I almost see that as one of those details that after the first year they'll be like eh we know the sun's gonna set at seven o'clock so you preset that right right it's something you don't really know unless you've done some digging and some homework true um which what that's but, what we do here just for, on the we like theme parks podcast that's what dustin does on the way and, and me and mark just screw around and so having watched the video though, I just kind of felt like it would have been a more creative way to do it than just here's this area and, then, and you're cruising through this area, but the, just spatially, it just, none of it works. Hmm. But as a, as, a, as an event, it's pretty cool. And the way they do the water and kind of the interactivity, are you watching it right now? Yeah, we're currently doing a play-by-play. Play. Oh, look at this. Well, that's the same thing. But so it just looks those like are the exact again. same creatures. So they kept three of the creatures from the original ride, the Stegosaurus, and then the one that shoots the water out of their nose, the duck-billed yeah. platypus dude. So if you remember the first thing, you'd go through those gates, and then there would be this, was it a Bronchiosaurus? Yeah. This big, long neck would be like... But you'd always be able to see the bottom. Like, it would go down to the water level, and then you could see the mechanism underneath it. And you're like, the water level was probably higher at one point in time. Right, right. Last time I was uh, on this in California, you could, the latex of the dinosaur had rotted away at the bottom. Yeah. Like, you could see into its yeah. neck. The, it, it, same thing is, and as, truthfully, the last time I went on in Orlando, I felt the same way. My it's pretty long in the tooth. So this has got to be coming Florida way, come, come to the East Coast. I I'll say that say, I'm curious to see what this looks like at night because I'm noticing watching the video like how many lights I see tucked away in corners. Yeah. Like they're going to light the heck out of this. Now, thing. what I really enjoy with this one, uh, and then we'll get on to the raptor encounter and that kind of thing, is that the end scene that they actually create between the... The other dude, the genetically modified oh, Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex, yeah. That's a full-out show scene. And I really enjoy that knowing that it's no longer you turn the corner and then you see just the T-Rex. Mm -hmm. Well, you weren't supposed to see the T-Rex. Originally, the idea was you turn the corner, there was a couple other little guys, and then you would get close and through the waterfall would show this dinosaur. Yeah. The T-Rex would come out. But the T-Rex, he would have either already been out and he'd go and hide back in the waterfall or you could see through the waterfall. There was always a problem and it was a really, the ending was a little bit um, half-cocked, if yeah. you will. The new ending is pretty amazing, it's I think. so cool. But just in general, what they've done, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, the ride is slower. 
the boats are slower. So you linger in these areas or these show places longer, which is good. But one of the things that I notice is that once you get through the first paddock, like the aquarium experience, and then you get out to the open air experience, which is predominantly the same, I believe. Yep. Um, I think there's one new dinosaur there. And they look clean and refurbished and it's great. But then they start to get into the area where you're cruising into like... The containment. You have the moment in the tour where you're going... I guess it's not like the old one where you're veering off the tour, like you're going the wrong way. Yeah. This is the correct way, but you're seeing the Indominus Rex pen and it's open. There's actually a show scene with, there's some kind of like brutalized pterodactyl, like a pterodactyl's ripped to shreds. It's pretty like gory is the word I want to say. For Universal, for a family attraction, felt a little like, whoa. But there's no dinosaurs and there's no... I felt like it wasn't super fun and then it was just a bunch of screens of people going no be careful where are you going and yeah. we're sending people to help you and then Chris Pratt as you go up the lift hill is like woo guys have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy it's awesome <laughs> um, but before that there used to be I think there was like you'd see the boat that was all destroyed and you'd see the, the one of the little dinosaurs with the raincoat hanging out yep. of his mouth and then you had the two little mini dinosaurs fighting over a box of popcorn or yep. something and, and, and Mickey ears or Mickey, Mickey ears, Mickey ears? oh head. yeah like it was all that fun Fun stuff, yeah, and that's all gone. And it's yeah. just look at look at the how sensational and the Indominus Rex could be. All these broken bars, all these brutalized smaller dinosaurs yeah. that he's wrecked through, and then you get into this show building, and then inside the show building. On the way up, I feel like there used to be more dinosaurs. Now there's a lot of screens. And it's it's not done in a bad way, but I felt like there used to be more pop em out dinosaurs. Sure. And now maybe having fewer of them creates more surprises because there was that one slidey dinosaur that used to be there, but now he's, he's holding onto little yeah. electrical bits. And you can see the like the, the little shock. Which I is really cool. don't like how many screens they brought in because it does take you out of the attraction. You get to the top of the lift hill. Yeah. Right. And then there's there's an experience where you see you have the little dinosaur with the electricity, and then you get the dinosaur head, but it's the Indominus. It's yeah. the Indominus's head. So they've changed the head that yeah. used to be. So you still the get T-Rex. wet. You still get, you still you get know, the acid squirted in your face. But I feel like when you make that left, it doesn't feel like, and maybe tell me if I'm wrong, like none of us have, again, we'll preface this with none of us have really I like thing. how they're but, actually but based doing on, physical dinosaurs though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the new dinosaurs are great. But when you make that left, it's not like a straight shot to the back of the building. Mm-hmm. You see Blue and you see some other little dinosaurs and they're like hissing and snarling at you. Yeah. So Blue's there to kind of protect you. There's all these rock formations yeah. and things. So it's kind of like you're inside... Your boat stops and you're inside this thing. And yeah. it's it's totally you know, it's much slower. So there's way more kind of storytelling here. Yeah. But my only big criticism is you walk into the big room and the main Indominus yeah. is like way up in the corner. <laughs> He's like way up high. Now the reason why that is, so they've actually done a interview with um Trevorrow. Oh, uh, Colin Trevorrow, the director, yeah. And he said to be able to add up the the ride ante, you added another massive audio animatronic animal to combat the T-Rex to make it exciting and even more exciting than the original. The ride creators believe that the dino battle will be so impressive that riders might not notice the looming 84-foot drop that you're about to go on. Trevorrow actually, when he had the chance to go on the ride, was shocked at how awesome it was. So right. the fact that the creator went on it, granted, what else is he going to say? He's yeah, going to say, ah, you know, I have some critical thoughts. I have some yeah. notes. I got some notes. Six out of ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine he gets so, off the ride and yeah. says, six out of ten. I mean, listen, without going on it and we're just watching videos, it looks impressive. It looks 
looks great. It looks but, really cool. Yeah. But when they're saying that dinosaurs do battle, mm, they don't. There's like a dinosaur pops out, and he's way up on the top. So you see this head and his little arms, and he's like, ah. And then you start to cruise up, and then I guess as you get closer, I feel like a lot of the videos, remember, it's in rehearsal. The dinosaur doesn't always work. Like there's times where the dinosaur is already, again, same problem. The T-Rex is already out when you yep. turn around the corner. And then they, he kind of goes and hides. And then the Indominus is like, rah, rah, rah. And yep. then he comes out. The idea is he comes out and saves you. And I guess when that happens is the moment where you're supposed to kind of fire down. Like, oh my God, yep. they're going to do battle. And then, whoa. They don't actually engage with, with one another. It's the same T-Rex, the same it pops out and yep. it does its thing. But it, it's it's better. It's yep. much cooler. Um, it would have been great if, and you know, tell me what you guys feel. Do you remember going on King Kong? Yes. Do you remember the feeling when yes. you were up in that thing and King Kong was like, his face was like 20 feet from you and he's shaking the, the, like the gondola or whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever you want to call that. That was impressive and that was scary. Yeah. And this one, you've got this dinosaur who is way... Mm-hmm. If they had had the lights off and then all of a sudden this dino head, I know they do it once before. That's yep. that first one. But the head is just, it, it happens so quickly and it's not super big and you're gone. But wouldn't it have been cool if you got closer to this thing and this all-powerful thing? That's what I feel like a lot of these rides, a lot of a lot of rides in general, period, are missing a moment of silence. Right. Like, like how much more effective would something be if they just hit blackout and went quiet for a sec? Yeah. right before the light came up and it was very loud, that would make that reveal and that surprise that much more as opposed to loud, 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 louder, loud, 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 quiet. It's too loud. You know what I mean? Do you like, know who does that? Tower of Terror. Yeah. Tower, you're right. Has that silent moment. And Just a terrifying. moment of like, what's going to happen? You are going to die. Yeah. Boom, it Boom. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That suspense. <laughs> I think that Rock and Roller Coaster does that too, except they go the other way. They give you the countdown and they always go on one. Oh, they surprise oh, you. They go two worlds. Two. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So it's like, it's knowing where that beat should be. Right. Yeah. And then it not being there. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. But listen, at, at a glance, it looks, it looks way better. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of what is also way better is the raptor encounter and the dinosaurs that are actually introduced into Jurassic World. Not just the the fact that the raptor encounter looks great, they had a, a background, it really looks like that was built for that area. But have you guys seen Juliet, the Triceratops? Talk to me about Juliet. Juliet is a full-fledged, walking, living character at the studios, and it's brilliant. Let's just say that with Juliet comes this excitement that you see in the kid's eyes, knowing that there is a full-fledged dinosaur that you can touch. The only thing you can't touch is the horn you get yelled at, which makes sense. This is out just walking around. That's rad. Okay, it's so, so cool. So this is a tri. This is a tri. Remember they used to have the Triceratops encounter. Now it's a walking, moving, live Triceratops, and it's obviously two dudes in a suit. Well, it's the puppetry that goes into like the Muppets, where you have two people. One is like looking after one arm and the head, and there's sure. another one that's. It's like Job of the Hut. Yeah. Right? There's like three guys or four guys in Job of the Hut. Yeah, moving all his but, crap around. What I'm trying to get across is that this this whole thing, the experience, the encounter, everything, they're doing it right. They put the time, the effort in, they're showcasing their their style. They want to be able to go up and interact with a triceratops. It is cool that you see you can go up to it and touch it. And I wonder what it feels like, but it's fun. Like kids are walking up to it and petting it and You've never petted Triceratops? I can't say I have yet, but I'm gonna have to go to or was this, this is in California yeah. and check it out. But it's great. It's great that they've really plussed all this. There's another one they have too. 
Obviously, Blue is still there. Yeah. So you're having this Raptor experience. Now you have Julie. Is it Juliet? Juliet. Juliet. But they also have a little baby Raptor or a yeah. baby. And it's very uh, Figment and uh, the Dreamfinder. Well, and they had that on the initial one. Oh, did uh, they? They did have a, a baby. So when I said baby Triceratops, outside of the Triceratops encounter, mm-hmm. they had someone who was walking around with this little baby. And obviously it's a hand up a puppet. And Still very cool. Very cool. And to have, to have all these like, different unique dinosaur options that can just kind of roam around it, it really kind of creates that the feeling that it's an area. Yeah. You're yeah. not just going on a ride, but you're in... Jurassic World, yeah, you yeah. know, so uh, it's it's very cool. I, I'm hoping they bring this to Florida. You're not hoping they bring this to Florida? Oh, Juliet, yeah, all of it. Oh, you mean all of it? It would be an improvement. I want a, for I sure. want a second Jurassic Park ride but in I, Florida. Is really what I want. That's wait. why I want a water based one and a land based one. You, you're getting it. You're getting the. Oh, is that happening? Well, yeah, we're getting the, the coaster. coaster. Oh, right, the coaster. I'm thinking of something different. I mean, like the Jeep one. No, I, I oh. we, we went through this, what, like episode five or six. I wanted Jurassic World to not come to Islands of Adventure. I wanted them to go to the new park because I want the Geosphere. Yeah, you want the Geosphere. So I want three then. <laughs> I want the Geosphere. I want the, the, uh, the Jeep from yeah, the yeah. original movie yeah. and a water-based one. Cool. I think, you know, depending on the popularity of the films, of the franchise, well, then we're, I mean, could, it could go that way. It could totally go that way. But, I'll, but I'll, kind of just, to, just to circle back to the, yeah. the attraction again, for me, the only thing that bugs me about the attraction was they didn't change the boats. They didn't change, pardon me, by not saying the boats, they did, they painted they the boats. They painted them, yeah. But they didn't change the route. They yeah. didn't change any of that. So it was all the exact same, hang a left here. Go under this rock, make a left there, go up the lift hill, go make a left, go down the lift hill. I would have liked to have seen some changes, something yep. unique, so it surprises you. So it didn't feel just like a reskin, because yeah. it feels like a reskin, but a really good reskin. I don't want to be totally complaining, but I feel like if at that beginning part, if you went down, mm-hmm. if they made it feel like this aquarium was, like you were actually going to this aquarium, as opposed to, hey, we've started, but just make one left, and now we're in this giant aquarium. Where is that aquarium? I didn't see it. I would have loved to and have seen them so do huge. that, the like a false reveal. Okay. Like right in front of you is like, oh, we're just going through this tank, and then they drop you another level. Oh, that'd be cool. like, and then they like bring Hagrid's you up. Coaster? Yeah, like, it's it's a free fall. Yeah, oh, and then they like... drop you down, and then all of a sudden you're in the tank, and oh. then you go back up like on like pirates or something like that. Like they'll bring you up, like oh, oops, that wasn't supposed to happen. But if knowing the movie. Where you're sitting in the audience watching that dinosaur, and then it brings you down underneath. That would have been, see, yeah, Dustin, you nailed it on that. See, that would have been a crazy yeah. change. I don't know how you do that with water, and how you do that because it's on a track. This it's on a track, but all you have to do is have the water level in front of you be equal on both sides of the track. So it's essentially like the locks. Like if you've ever yes. been taking a boat through a set of locks. What they do, it's just yeah. It, so it's an area where you get in and it stops and it just starts to lower. Well, and then you have like fog. Oh my god! And you have this whole like it all of a sudden opens up underneath you. See, if you thought the whole thing was underneath you, that would have been crazy yeah. amazing. Now it just feels like hey, we'll throw some screens up yeah. and dump some water on you. It's gonna look cool, but and we're all gonna go on it and we're gonna like it. And look, we're already saying it looks better. Yeah. Speaking of things that look better in retrospect, we've got uh, Toy Story Land. Uh, celebrating its one-year anniversary. Yay! Uh, you know what? I've been on all three of them, all three of the attractions, uh, Slinky Dog, Alien Swirling Saucers, and Toy Story Mania. It's a hat trick. It's a it, Toy Story hat trick. 
I, you can 100% tell that it wasn't supposed to be that mainstay attraction that like, oh, it's Toy Story. No, it was, it's the gateway to Star Wars. Right. You can feel that. The attractions are solid. At the end of the day, it's celebrating a year. I was there. I saw the lines for Slinky Dog. They have not gone down. People are still going to that park. They're still really enjoying it. People are getting off the attraction. Like, hey, this is exciting. And the fact that it's been open for a year, not bad. Yeah, well, it's 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 great. I, I think they're gonna they're continuing to take notes. What's working with this land? What isn't? You know, adding the new restaurant, adding some stuff, and there's some expansion pads and. It's always tied to the IP. Yeah. And if you've seen Toy Story 4, and we'll talk about this later, have you guys seen it? No. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, it might be the last Toy Story. Oh, for, I thought they already said that. Didn't they say that? They, yeah, they, 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 okay, they, this great. is the last one. Okay, yeah. great. So I'm not spoiling anything. There's yeah. a, it's a very definitive ending. They also said that Toy Story 3 was going to be the last one. That's true. I thought yeah, that was the I last mean, look, one. You I could, think I have it, the t-shirt that says you know what, it's I mean, over. I don't want to... I don't want to... <laughs> You can always. You're not allowed to can... spoil Toy Story, man. We held on to Endgame for, for like months. a month. I'm just gonna okay. I'll deal in generalities. Is that all right? <laughs> Is that all right? We'll get there. Jumanji came out again. Jumanji. Uh, okay, so they, they released a trailer. So it's uh it's dropped. It came out um, July first. Thirty one point five million views since July first. Yeah, so that's not bad. I do want to point out, though, that they uploaded it to The Rock's official YouTube channel. Okay. So it's not like they went and created this YouTube channel around Jumanji. They were like, hey, Rock, you've got 4.2 million subs. Can we can we put our, our trailer over there? And then, and he's and, like, and then he said, yeah. and he's and he like, said, then he, and then he said, I have a YouTube account. Eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> raised. You did both eyes. You did the, uh, you did the right and the left. Do you I'm, I'm very, I'm very skilled. What do you yeah. want from me? Um, yeah, that was sneaky. I mean, I just saw that trailer. I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's it's got Danny DeVito and Danny Glover in it. It's got the yep. Dannys in it. So, I mean, I'm I'm in. I'll go see it. I don't know. The, the idea behind Jumanji, I, I still go back to the Robin Williams. That Jumanji is yeah. my Jumanji. Rest yeah. in peace. Uh, yeah. Jumanji. Not my um, Jumanji. Not that? my Jumanji. There's another t-shirt for you. This I is know. not my Jumanji. <laughs> I mean, I like the last Jumanji movie. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it was a, a caper. It felt like a caper. They had yeah. clues they had to solve. Uh, they were figuring out their stuff. Yeah. And now they're flipping it on, it on its side because apparently in the film, people aren't in the same bodies again. It's different people in those four sure. yeah, characters' bodies. bodies. So you got to hand it to these actors who are going to be bringing different personalities to their same character from before, which I think is really fun. Sure. Yeah. It looks cool. I'm excited about it. And you know what? Is this, this is a universal property. Yes. Yep. No. Yeah. So where's our Jumanji, Jumanji attraction? Please. We, it's a game. You could turn it into a game that you could play only at universal studios. That, that'd, that'd be, be something. Cool. I don't know how you do it, but it would be cool. Super we, cool. We could definitely do a, uh, armchair Imagineering on how to bring Jumanji into uh into the parks i like it i like it friends cool okay so um i actually have one so <laughs> oh spoiler fancy. alert for later in the episode. fancy is that this episode yeah so uh, <laughs> hey uh why don't we take a quick break we'll come right back with some more we like theme parks podcast And we're back on the We Like Theme Parks podcast. Guys, you know, Mark and I were doing the episode last week or two weeks ago. And 
the news dropped that Toy Story 4 was coming out. Neither of us had seen it. Sure. <laughs> we had no review. So that kind of inspired me a little bit. I'm like, you know what? i, I got to see some of these movies. So this weekend, in a, in a space of 48 hours, I saw 2.35 Disney films. So let me two be point, Wait, what? Two point, I'm going to say 2.35. 2.35? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel like I saw a little more than a third of Aladdin. <laughs> okay. 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 So Did you fall asleep? I, what happened? Uh, I'm going to explain. So uh, one night we went, I got uh, we got a babysitter, and we went to see Spider-Man, Far From Home. Yeah. Very enjoyable, and we'll talk about it. And then the next day, we took the kids to a drive-in, and we went and saw Toy Story 4. Oh, right on. And then the kids fell asleep, obviously, and we were like, okay, well, are we going to watch Aladdin? And we got uh, about .35 into Aladdin. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm good to go. Are you good to go? We're good to go. And we packed up the kids and, and left in the middle of the movie. So... Yeah, I thought, like, first of all, good on me for, you know, giving Disney some money this weekend. There you go, Disney. I haven't given you a few shekels in a while. You're welcome. You're very welcome. But, yeah, I know I don't I don't want to get too much into it without you guys having seen these films. But i got to say, really great stuff. Really great stuff. So I, I want to encourage you guys to see these movies. Spider-Man Far From Home was the right movie to follow up Avengers Endgame. A lot lighter, a little bit of a kind of... A kind of a pivot as far as stakes go. It's not the end of the world and half the world dies. It's hey, we got another little bad guy happening over in Europe, and he's 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 an up and coming baddie. But don't worry, Spider Man can handle this. And right. Spider Man, you know, does his personal growth thing, and you know, cool. um, and there's a really big cliffhanger at the end, which is really fun. That sets up. Here's the question: Do they do the post credit? They do the post credit. Okay. So those are back. They're back. Yeah, and Great. it's a big Good. it's a big like oh oh damn. Cool. And I will say, and I don't spoil it here, but they reintroduce a character from the Sam Raimi films that I'm thrilled is back in these films. Is it Venom? I won't say. I don't want to spoil it. it. Can't be. But Venom. I would say he's probably my favorite character in the Sam Raimi. It is Venom. It's, no, again, no, it's not I, Venom. It I feel like Dustin Venom. knows who it is. Yeah, and they, they did a a huge reveal. Uh, thinking, oh, this isn't going to be a huge plot twist, but it was just one of those weird things where it's like, all right, I see what you did there. Good job. Because it made sense. When you see it, you'll be like, whoever made that decision and went to bat for that uh, casting decision. Yeah, yeah. Props. Huge props. It's smart. It's fun. It's great when you see some crossover with stuff that works. Because like, yeah. there's been a lot of talk about what's going to happen with the X-Men and a yep. lot of people are saying well I still want Hugh Jackman. Yep. You know, if you're going to do Wolverine, I want Hugh Jackman. Do you care about any of the other people? I I don't. No. I don't really. No, he was kind of the focus, wasn't he? He was the guy and he was great. He was perfect. Yeah. Um, although I do have a bit of a, a man crush on um, what's his name? Uh Alan Cummings. C- Cyclops. Oh. I thought you were going to go for Nightcrawler. <laughs> no, I love Alan Cumming. He's great. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. I mean, uh, James Marsden. James <laughs> Marsden. James yeah. Marsden. I love him. He's great and sure. everything. He makes me laugh. So yeah, uh, I can, think he's can the only we guy. can we tell Mark that you know the the spoiler that we're talking about is is actually Tom Holland is replaced halfway through the movie with Tobey <laughs> Maguire. Oh great! He literally just pushes him down a flight of steps <laughs> and just takes Excuse over. Excuse me. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, I have a suit right here. <laughs> Boom! He's Spider Man. So listen, it was a great movie. I encourage you to see it. <laughs> Five minutes into the movie. Yeah, like yeah, fifteen minutes in, they're like they they have the the, the ball gets rolling. There's the um, the catalyst happens. Yeah. There's a story, and then as soon as it's a call to action, like the break into two moment happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He falls out a flight of steps, and Tommy McGuire steps in and nice. saves the day. Yeah, that's he doesn't, he doesn't right need to be the there climax. for all the setup. 
Better than doing it at the climax when it's like right right when he's about to beat him, he just shoves him down some stairs, gets the final blow, and goes, I win. Literally just puts his foot on top of the villain's chest and pumps his head in the air and goes, Toby for life. <laughs> Cue that song from a Breakfast Club. Credits. Classic. Love it. Uh, so Spider-Man, definitely worth a watch. Really fun. And again, and it's all about, it was just the right kind of movie to follow up Endgame, which sure. had so many dire moments and pulled so many heartstrings. This just felt like a high school romp that had some stakes, coming of age story that was still in the same mode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is fun and playful and just the right movie to kind of walk into step four. Phase oh. four, step four, whatever. It was great. Toy Story 4 was excellent. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I was so surprised. Cool. Um, you guys must see this film. We, we I, will see I it. feel like 2 is the grenade if you look at all four of them. Is this better than 3 or 1? Mm, it's so hard to say because they're all so good. I was surprised that they were able to introduce so many new characters and still give you the same feeling. Because they essentially, I think the, the one critical thing that people have been saying about the movie is uh, we don't spend a lot of time with the gang, you know? Right. Sure. It's this yeah. whole new adventure that happens that Woody goes, d- dips, and does this thing. And you meet him. Mean, you guys are watching the commercials. You see Forky. You see... Um, Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Well, Bo Peep was in the original. Yeah, but they, they reimagined they her. They reimagined her, and it was done really well. Then you have uh, P- Key and Peele, one of yeah. the guys. Yeah. Not Jordan Peele. Michael... Keegan, I don't, I'm saying his name wrong. Him and somebody else are like two stuffed animals stuck together. You've sure. seen them in the commercials. And then the big one is Duke Kaboom. You've heard of Duke Kaboom? Oh, for sure. Duke, mm-hmm. yeah, Keanu Reeves really? plays a Canadian yeah. stuntman named Duke Kaboom. I and love this Keanu Reeves I, resurgence. I think oh, he amazing. did that just to promote the fact that he's going back into the world of uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. He's Thank so hot right one. now. Yeah. John Wick three. Yeah. yeah. Duke Kaboom. Uh, and now that, Bill and Ted are shooting right now. Yeah. He's in that Netflix movie, the uh, Always Be My Maybe. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. So for Toy Story four is incredible. Go see it. Duke Kaboom is amazing. If, if for our Canadian listeners out there, you're gonna really enjoy Duke Kaboom. And then the last thing I saw point three of was Aladdin. It was this new Aladdin movie. And um, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the review is that you only saw point three of it. You know what? I, 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 I think at this point I was like, ah, I don't feel like I... We were just tired. We had to drive in. The kids are... If, if you've ever been to a drive-in with a bunch of young kids, it's a, it's a big unpack and a big pack and a garbage and it's dark and the kids are screamy and it's just... Maybe we weren't in the mind space to watch a full movie and be there to like 2 a.m. Sure. Because like Aladdin didn't start till 11.30 something. Right. Yeah. Oof, indeed. But uh, I had in my head that I was like, I just want to see Will Smith sing Ain't Never Had a Friend. Sure. Like, I just want to see that. And the thing you realize really quickly is A, Will Smith isn't a singer. <laughs> and B, you forget that three of the first four songs in the movie is sung by Will Smith. And that's a problem. So you does he I mean? sing the opening? The he uh, sings Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights, yeah. So on. He raps Arabian they, Nights. They kept Arabian Nights, eh? They kept Arabian Nights. They oh. they changed the lyrics. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're you know they didn't age well. Yeah, they didn't age well. Didn't go well. They tweaked the lyrics. Um, they did. It's not distracting me at all. I'm just gonna blaze through. I don't even. I can't even hear what song you're singing. This six gun and this brother run and this brother Oh, you're doing Will Smith songs? I thought you were gonna sing Aladdin. No, so, I sing Wild Wild West. I do love that song. I know. Uh, do the do the Cisco part. Wing. 
going? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> See, I can't do that, and then it's just drop right back down. Um, but uh, where was I? See, now I did get. <laughs> I can do. I can do the cool mate, the cool um, part. Can you? Yeah. Oh. Wow, wow, Wes. That's what he does. <laughs> wow, wow, Wes. Wicky, wicky, wow. All right, so we've all gotten a taste of Wow, Wow, Wes today, which brings us back to our first ever episode of the We Like the Embarks podcast. In this film, Will Smith has to sing three of the four songs that start the film. It's uh, Arabian Nights, it's You Never Had a Friend Like Me, and it's Prince Ali. Fabulous Here comes he. Prince Ali, whatever. Prince I don't know the title. Ali, 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 I know the one, yeah. He raps in auto-tunes all of his songs. <laughs> right on. And, I mean, kudos to Will Smith for saying, I'm not Robin Williams, I'm going to do my own thing. Sure. And give him kind of a hip-hoppy vibe, and I like that vibe. But it's a very PG hip-hoppy vibe. This, the whole film, feels super on the nose. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. Sorry, the .35 movie that, I, <laughs> that I've seen feels super on the nose. Yeah. No, you're the not. acting was super on the nose. Because look, it's, they're not cartoons. In this cartoon world, they can, they can do incredible things and they can be wild and there's a tone. And then the tone, when you have these photorealistic movies totally change, and now all of a sudden it's just not the same. It just felt, it just felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like Aladdin running through the streets singing uh, One Step or One Jump. Uh, it didn't have the same... Kind of, you knew it was going to be all this going to be all parkour all over the yeah. place. But it didn't have like the same kind of like all the, the girls singing and all the sure. people peekabooing out of the windows and being as playful. It just played differently. And just the acting felt very... It felt very rigid. The guy playing Jafar couldn't have been more boring, you know? And, it, and it, another thing they did is... Here's a spoiler. I'm going to throw out a spoiler. Jafar kills somebody in the first like... 15 minutes of the movie. Cool. And I'm like, what? What just... That didn't happen in the cartoon. Make him dangerous. It's almost like Guy Ritchie's like, this is the adult version, guys. Yeah. yeah. This isn't for kids. I'm going to kill somebody. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't like that that happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm here with my kids to watch. Yeah. Why was that necessary? To heighten that he's a bad guy? Yeah. We get that he's a bad guy. Yeah, we already know. Yeah. We, we know. He's got a snake staff. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to totally dump on this movie because I didn't watch the whole movie. Again, these photorealistic movies, these remakes, these live actions, are just not doing it for me. The only ones that seem to have any weight for me personally are the ones that are focused on animals, and it's these CG animals. Jungle Book was great, sure, yep. and Lion King looks great. I, I'm I hopeful that, that I have a good yeah. feeling, and I just trust John Favreau. To be very clear, sure, John Favreau just gets it. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. The guy just hits home runs. He directed Zathura, didn't he? That's a home run. That's a home great run. movie. I love that. Jumanji in space. Yeah, yeah. love it. But, uh, so yeah, I saw a couple movies this weekend. Okay, so when Mark is back from his bathroom break, Mark, how'd that pan out? <laughs> Six out of ten. Six out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, best, uh, best bathroom at Disney, go. Oh, best one ever is the um, Victorian Alberts. It's a fancy if, toilet. If you go I around Victorian Alberts, no, because you go around the corner on the second floor of the Grand Floridian, and everyone stays on the bottom floor. So if you go upstairs, you get that full experience. Amazing stuff. Everyone has their own like individual stalls with like doors and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. Love it. Love it. Um, I just knew Dustin would have one, and that's why I, I have a that. list about the top bathrooms at Disney. Oh, do you really? Do you really? On Steps to Magic? Yeah. Guys, if you want to know There's, more there. about toilets at Disney, please take a look at Steps to Magic and type in toilets. <laughs> it's all there for you. All your toilet needs right here on the We Like Best one in the Magic Kingdom is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, why? 
uh, when you it's... flush it goes no they've, they've got the music going so like yeah it's just it's great and it's cold which air conditioning you can't go wrong um, <laughs> Animal Kingdom, the best uh, washrooms are. Nah, Dinoland. I love these remixes you're yeah. doing. Dinoland's great. You're killing yourself. Look at the, you're, you're laughing, I'm laughing at, at your my own bit. jokes. I'm laughing at my own bit. Hollywood Studios, the best yeah. washrooms are the Royal. I think it's called the Royal Flush. And oh, it's uh, oh, oh, oh. in Muppets, in the Muppet Land, oh, with, cool. uh, by Pizza Rizzo. And then Epcot, best one. Yeah, I knew it. There it was. Trying to think of the best one in Epcot. I'm literally, I wish people I'm literally, could see this. It's falling on me. I'm yeah. seven years old. <laughs> Epcot best one is American Adventure. America, spread your wings and there it is. Yeah, see? there it is. I want to get to get through that entire thing with you guys doing that because it's awesome. Woo. Okay. So last episode, uh, our very good friend Mark Andrada, when we were trying to get rid of attractions at the Magic Kingdom, dropped a bomb on us. With the Jungle Cruise, yeah. and uh, we decided, hey, let's let's pick this apart a little bit and see what we could do, each of us, to fix a Jungle Cruise. And we're gonna do that right now with a little armchair imagineering. Armchair imagineering. All right, so guys, the Jungle Cruise. Mark wants it to just be gone and turn it into a flume ride, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. it a faster ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In parts. In parts. In parts. Faster. In yeah. parts. Um, I'm kind of a, the one guy fighting for it to remain the same just because I love it for what it is and what it was supposed to be and what and just the story of how it became what it is now and just embracing what it is now. And Dustin, uh, how do you feel about it? Um, there are points that need to go and there are points that need to stay. So you're somewhere I think, in the middle. Yeah, it depends on what you guys are going to pitch as to where we go. All but right. I think there are a lot more intricacies that go into this attraction. Mm -hmm. And because it's live spieling, it wholly depends on the person who's telling the story. Right. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's get it going. Let's just see. Like, Mark, sure. so since you were the most critical about it, well, I I'll, think you should lead this off. Okay. Let us know Out of the or... gates, I'm I'm losing the skipper. Okay. Oh, right gosh. away losing the skipper. I just feel like there's too there are too many variables here. Some of these people who are doing these jobs, no offense, but here it comes anyway. Like, <laughs> you just are bad at it. You're just bad at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's zero charisma going on here. You're just talking. The entire boat are just kind of looking at each other like, well. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to listen to this person for the next few minutes, aren't we? And then the best part is when you get off and they say goodbye and I never have to see you again. I'm glad I never have to listen to you. At least back in the day during Hollywood Studios in the great movie ride, at least there was action. Yep. So there was like, even if the person, like I, I once had a woman who was the tour guide on that. And I was just, I would call her personality dumpy and dour. Okay. Like her energy was down. She was just kind of like, Meh. and but you could tell that that was her heart, and you could tell she was trying to be high energy to do her job for the ride and and trying to act it. But this was not like if I was a casting director, I would never cast her in this role. She would be something else entirely, where she could play to her strengths. This was not her strength, but it was really more interesting to see her have to pull a gun out. <laughs> <laughs> and like get into these scenes and like have to f move physically whereas this is you're s sort of park and barking right you park right. and bark that's it you sit at the front of the boat and you tell jokes 
And that's no way you I steer. Mean, they steer okay. and they shoot things. All right. It's now, are, are you? We can shoot animals, right? <laughs> are you? I don't know. Are you thinking that the the way of getting around this is with a screen? No, and with I'm like saying a we just. Person? I'm saying we just lose them entirely. Like we just don't have that part of the so, ride. So what? Or happens? we just have a voiceover, like just a, a voice coming through, like a but what's like the, a recording. But what's the tone? Like, doesn't a lot of the personality come out if you replace it with a VO? Yeah, because we've seen that with Living with the Land. If you go on Living with the Land, it's great, but it's also very pre-programmed. If you look at the tech and you look at the animals and you go, boy, this is pretty cheesy stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. You need the guy, the skipper, to be there to reinforce the cheese. Like you would say, milk it until it turns into good cheese. So I think they were kind of one and the same. Because the problem was, is earlier, they would have these serious skippers being like, we're going on this adventure. Mm -hmm. But the animatronics were looked goofy. Yeah. So it didn't work. Like, tonally, it didn't work. So if you take the guy out and you have kind of the, I don't want to call them dumpy animatronics, but, you know, the animatronics are what they are. Some of them look, like, authentic and some of them don't. Yeah. And that's okay. And any kind of human in it looks like not a real human. Oh, you like the I mean? uh, the uh, pole. All the dudes that are the trying dudes to on climb the pole up away from the, you know, um, right, the right. hyenas. And the, super and, silly, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the tribe, which might not be, you know, totally socially <laughs> okay anymore. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Because it's a classic attraction, you can get away with it. Um, Some would argue that it was never okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably never. But, you know, it is you're, what You're not going to get rid of the horses, though. You know the horses? They're, they're, they've been there for so long that they're still in black and white. Oh, boy. <laughs> the horses in black. Because they're zebras. They're zebras, Chris. Oh. They're zebras. You should have seen... I wish... <laughs> I, need, I, I need wish. That that's, a that's a couple times. That's a couple times this episode where I wish this was videos. <laughs> when you were killing yourself at your own bit, you were literally falling on me. It was the best. And now I'm doing and the opposite. And now you're so confused. I'm just, I was black confused. And horses. And now I'm embarrassed. I'm like... Oh, <laughs> Just what wait until we tell about? you about the the next roller coaster. It's coming to the the Magic Kingdom. You know, don't, it's, don't. It's... <laughs> I don't go there. Don't. It's Tron. Remember? Yeah. I think Dustin's trying to do an, a replay of your joke. I don't remember it. Where you told me? Really? You don't remember the time? Yeah, where, I remember. You, oh, you're killing me! <laughs> you're the oh. worst. You're the worst. Okay, so so that's your pitch. Well, you get a voiceover, right? You get, I mean, like if you really feel like you need to have a guide on this. But what's tour, the voiceover we're gonna give you? Get, 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 listen, you're gonna get the same corny jokes if you want to keep it totally. Yeah, but the it'll same. be the Rock doing it. You know <sighs> what I mean? And the Rock is amazing. What if every boat had a Rock animatronic? <laughs> every boat skipper? had a Rock animatronic. Yeah, cost, they, they dumped billions into this attraction. And then, like ten years from now, the eyebrows are just stuck up <laughs> the entire time. That eyebrow is just up the entire ride. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, uh, I I would probably. Uh, like you, have, you haven't fixed this ride yet. You just you got rid of the skipper. I got yeah, you're right. I'm getting rid of stuff. Yeah. That okay. Ride. So I mean, I would make the uh, boat ready for more action. You know what I mean? So I'd replace that ride vehicle entirely mm -hmm. and give it something closer to what Jurassic Park has. Okay. Where it's a big sort of flume type like boat ride. So there's like five across, six across kind of thing, mm -hmm. like a boat version of Indiana Jones. Yeah, but other than that big drop at the end, what does the boat do that the other boat doesn't do? Uh, I'm thinking rapids at some point. Okay. I'm thinking it picks up sort of the way uh, Cali River Rapids. No, like I was thinking. Um, I was thinking more like because um, uh, Cali River Rapids is not on a track, right? It's just kind of like it just goes fast. It has track elements, right? But, but it's you're not, right. It's not. It's, it's just, not. It's just a big rubber tube going yeah. down a laneway. 
Yeah. So you're living in that laneway. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, I'm thinking it has a track, and it's it's uh, closer to um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. Or like Test Track or something like that. That. Where like of... it's like it's going slow, and then suddenly you hit rapids, and now you're speeding along, and the pace is really picked up. So at the beginning of the ride, you think, oh yeah, this is going to be the Jungle Cruise I know and love. It's going to be this slow sort of thing that cruises by and you can pass by some of the similar things like we'll see maybe the lions or the hippos or something and I like the idea of going maybe going into a cave like right in and having like those moments like I'll make spending more time in darkness in there and then it picks up and it gets fast and yeah a drop or two would be great okay. and then you can have like animals sort of coming at you you know what I mean like you're in the I wrong like all place these ideas. and animals are coming at you I'd like to lose all, all the stuff with humans in it I'd lose all the humans in the on the ride I just have animals, exclusive so except for except for one animatronic, the Rock at the end. What about Trader Sam? Yeah, it's, that would be the Rock dressed as Trader Sam, being like, <laughs> "You did Sam. it!" Big thumbs up. Okay, all right. The, all only, right. the main, the only gag I keep is the backside of water, and I'd find a reason wow, to, to have a, that. This is okay. a, this is an incredible transformation, Dustin. What do you think? That's a strong word. Uh, all right, so I put a little bit of thought into it only because I got distracted watching some of the classic skippers who have really taken this into their own. And I think when this attraction is well-themed and well-performed, well because it is a performance, mm-hmm. it's great because they know what's coming. They, they can pitch you on the perfect uh, jokes. They have the right setup. They know exactly where to lead you from one to the other. If we were going to reimagine it, I do like... Like the idea of completely changing out all of the audio animatronics, making them more into a uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris style with good story elements, uh, great detail. I don't think that we should bring a movie story element into this attraction because it is classic. I don't think that it should go the way of Pirates of the Caribbean where the attraction inspired the movie and then the movie came back and took over the ride. I think Jungle Cruise needs to be that pinnacle that is original in Disneyland and was tethered out across the, the, the world. The jokes are, they still land when done right. I think that they can get rid of basically all parts of that attraction though and bring it up to a whole new level. I'll do a side one where I think they should do a, a real Jungle Cruise where you're actually pointing out some of the things that are there. Like if you guys have ever been on the Keys to the Kingdom tour, as soon as you turn the bend, the skipper sits down and hands the mic over to the tour guide. And they talk about, hey, so this is the airplane that's here. These are some of the things that worked that didn't work. These are This is why we do Jingle Cruise. This is a joke that we talk about between skippers, but not for the public. That type of stuff will be awesome. And I'd love to see a Jungle Cruise After Dark, where you sign a waiver that says, we understand what's going to happen on this this experience, it will be the worst thing that you will ever hear, but you're signing up for it. Halloween Horror Nights in the jungle. Spooky jungle. Spooky jungle. Um, that sounds that sounds cool. That sounds different. I don't think I agree with either of you guys. I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great, which is great that we all have different ideas. I'm going to say a couple things, and I'm going to pitch a few things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Two things, I'll say. It was based on all those documentaries that Disney used to make in the 50s, yes. right? So the idea was that this ride was not just going on a cruise, but it was cruising through different parts of the world, whether it was Africa or the Nile or 
that you were seeing all these different parts of the world, different jungles of the world. This wasn't one place. And then obviously when that kind of wasn't working, tonally it shifted. And then now it was a ride for kids too that everybody can enjoy. Now again, that's always an MO of you're not going to see this ride at Disney Sea. It's always going to be in a Disneyland or a Magic Kingdom in a someplace that has a, a castle with a princess in it because yeah. this is supposed to be a ride and a daring ride for kids. Having gone there with my kids, I couldn't drag them on the ride. They were terrified because it's scary for kids. And I remember and I remember being on that boat and seeing that you could nearly touch things that were like it's only feet away from you. The yeah. sides where the snakes are and the spiders and well, the three of us going through there, it might be like, oh, yeah, it's a big rubber spider. Big deal. But yeah. to a kid, it's because it's practical and it's not a goofy screen. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Oh, my God, look at the size of that snake. It is so close. Yeah. Um, maybe Universal should take a note after where they put that dinosaur. Another thing that I think is a big point that we're, that's being lost on us is the three of us might have a sense of what comedy is or what makes us laugh. But having been in my line of work where I do what I do, and I'll read a script and I'll go, this script is garbage, but I know the audience is going to laugh at it. And then you go do that show and you're like, here, terrible joke, number one coming up. And it gets a huge laugh. You can't look at your own tastes in comedy and go, this isn't a winner. Because most people out there, like, this this kind of joke satisfies an audience. It might not be you, but it definitely satisfies an audience. So it's hard to say that, oh, uh, this these jokes are tired. I feel like they're tired on purpose. And quite frankly, people laugh at these tired jokes. Yeah. And they laugh because they're tired. And they also, because these skippers have the flexibility to change these jokes, there's a zillion of them, it increases the repeatability of a ride that otherwise might not, like, aesthetically look amazing like it, you would think it did when it opened in the 50s. So, so and I've said a lot of things, and I've, I've been a little bit critical. But here's what here's here's my pitch, what sure. I would do. And it kind of borrows from some of what you guys have suggested already. I think there should be a narrative. Mm-hmm. I think you should be going to one place, going on one adventure. Agreed. Akin to the great movie ride. I agree with that. I think that that'll make it easier for the kids and it's less of an exploration of these unique animals. Yep. But if you just happen to meet these animals along the way, but also be in some peril, okay? Because I remember being a kid and I realized that, that jungle cruises all around the world are different. The one in um, Florida has the temple in it with the snake and the treasure. And they've done some really cool things with that. They've added some projection mapping. It looks really cool. Disneyland has the piranhas. There was one... I can't remember. I did yeah, want they to all re- have different. They, had, they different all have features. different unique things. I think the there was one that was really cool in like Tokyo. Maybe it was Tokyo. Sure. Anyway, they all have their own little thing that makes them unique, which is cool. But with that said, I feel like if you're a kid and you're on an adventure, make it an adventure and make it a narrative. Like you're on the thing, and then you got to find a thing, and then and then if they had the money to create some very modest kind of changes where you have to go down a thing or the it's in the rapids or I think that would be really great and almost kind of like an escape and maybe you do have you could change the the water flow and move faster I agree with those things but I feel like tonally if it's too rough or too fast tonally you're going to box out all the kids and the kids need to be there so I feel like my pitch would just be to create a narrative, have more indoor show scenes like you're suggesting, create a, a couple of things where the boat is just taking a kind of a unique path. Because the one thing that kind of pulls me out of it as someone who appreciates good storytelling is that you see that the driver isn't driving the boat. Like he's just kind yeah. of like, he pushes the wheel one way and the other way and it doesn't really drive the boat. Same thing with the Jaws ride. They're just like flinging the <laughs> steering wheel and it's, you know, doing like 11 revolutions. You're like, okay, you know. It would be great if it actually you had you went somewhere with purpose 
and you went to one place. So it's this jungle cruise that happens in this one jungle that's the most dangerous jungle with the most exotic animals. You sell maybe sell a big bad, like sell a big bad at the end, you know? Like like a big bad guy. Sure. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like so that there's like the same way that in Jurassic Park there's the T Rex or I guess that those two dinosaurs now, or at the end of Indiana Jones, you know you're gonna get that boulder. Well think of if you think of the the Kilimanjaro Safari, I mean I think originally mm-hmm. that's what they wanted the jungle cruise to be. They yeah. wanted live animals. Yeah, they and they realized these animals, you know, didn't come out during the, just would sleep all day. Yeah. You'd yeah. never see them. Very exciting. So Kilimanjaro Safari was kind of like actually making the jungle cruise really happen. And then they created Big Red and the storyline with the poachers, but that didn't go over very well. If you know your Animal Kingdom history, when you'd see this this dead elephant at the beginning of the ride, and the kids were like, "Mommy, what's that? Yeah. It's a dead elephant, dear." Ah! You know, Eisner. When they actually had the, really the, um, the cast member who would stand outside of that with a gun. Yeah. Did they? Absolutely. Go back and and watch the original Kilimanjaro Safari. Safari, I just remember there was, but there was one really cool moment which they got rid of, where you would get notified by. Remember, there's that interplay with the guy in the sky. Yeah, symbol one. Symbol one. Symbol one to whatever. Jumbo three. Um, There's the poachers are in the area, and then you would go and there was like a chase, and you would see the poachers jeep. Mm-hmm. And it would zoom past you, and you would chase the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And that was thrilling. I wish they didn't lose that. But they got rid of that, and then you would, the Jeep would be overturned, like they'd wipe out, and then they would save Little Red. They've dulled it all down, and the, now everybody's course, alive yeah. and happy, and there's no chase. And um, Well, now it's... Uh, there's no and, room for politics. But, but the being I, but the, being I, the guy who was literally on it last week yeah it has gone full circle and it's become less about the safari itself and more about you know being led from one animal to the next to the next and they're talking about how they're fed and kept and you know how the the story of the safaris is now just this is how we do it where originally it was an attraction it was a a, an amazing story narrative yeah and they changed it you know, but now the bridge doesn't move and there's no real excitement unless you have a really bad driver, which has happened before. Right. Which I think that's always the downfall of these loose ride vehicles. Not everyone can drive those right. types of things in all weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, it would be great if they could make this the thing they always wanted to make, you know, um, and do it, I, do it the right way. I don't way. think that there's a play. I don't think that there's any room or need for live animals at any of these parks. Um, I just I, mean, I, I think that I think these... it's I think it's I think what they created at Kilimanjaro was pretty impressive, as long as these these animals are safe and happy. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's hard I don't to think say. I don't think we need live animals but, at the park. Yeah. I I last time I rode this ride, I, I think I made the joke the entire time that I was like, "What are these real animals? I didn't come to Disney World to watch real animals. <laughs> <laughs> this is garbage. I want my money back. <laughs> I'm here um, for animatronics, please." Yeah. Yeah, I know, but animal—that's just what made Animal Kingdom so unique, and the fact they were able to integrate live animals with an actual narrative and some action and some thrills sure. was pretty incredible. But over the years, it's fallen by the wayside for one reason or the other. Yeah. And uh, it would just be neat if they could turn the Jungle Cruise into what they actually intended it to be, but still find toe that line that keeps kids on it and having fun. Like it could still be an adventure to to have the sensibilities and sure. the fun. 
remain the same. And yeah. I think you the way to create those stakes is to change the track, is to change the technology. Yeah, so I, agree. I would agree with that. And cool. having more indoor show scenes. I and I don't helps. think that drop needs to be a Jurassic Park size drop. I think no, it could be, be a Pirates of the Caribbean size. Yeah, yeah. It's still Disney at the end of the day, right? If you, right? If you like, do it in the dark, then that changes everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, all right, fans. Well, there you have it. We've uh, we've pitched our, our ways to change uh, the Jungle Cruise. Maybe you have an idea. If you do, give us, uh, give us a shout. Let us know about your idea for an armchair Imagineering or how you would redo the Jungle Cruise. We'd love to hear from you. You can check us out on our um, Instagram, or you can email us on our website, whatever, all that fun stuff. Did that sound really excitable, the way no. you said it? <laughs> well, there you go. You can do it. We'll reply. We're excited when we hear stuff from, from you guys. Yeah. We should um, do like a, a mailbag We should. We just, need, we just need mail. So you guys send some mail, and we'll do a mailbag. That'll be just fine. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy the show, and you know, be sure to alert the rest of your theme park circle and let them know about the show. Maybe you want to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. You can also find us on Instagram at, at We Like Theme Parks. Music for the We Like Theme Parks podcast was composed and provided by Mike Treblecock. Check him out. The cat is touching my leg. At <laughs> MikeTreblecockMusic.com. That's it, folks. We'll see you soon. We'll just that. We'll end it there. We won't even do the thing. You don't like the sign off? I like the sign off, but you guys never do it. I always do it. When do I never do I never do it? Okay, we're gonna do it good. Uh, see you real soon. Why? Because we like you. And we like theme parks. Yeah, you did it, but you did it with no joy, and that makes me I was smiling. I was smiling too. Those fake fake smiles. Those were not real authentic smiles. One of these days. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>